And what's up, everybody? Welcome to the Father's Day edition of the Chase Podcast. We are a day behind, obviously, because podcast comes out on Monday. But I did want to do a special Father's Day podcast today. And it's not going to be, like, just about, you know, Father's Day. I mean, I want to do a podcast on the the two men that was the most important people was and is the most important people in my life which is my dad and then my grandpa which if you guys don't remember about how that works out i will remind you here in the uh, the first part of the podcast here there's going to be some uh, some heavy-hearted stuff and there's going to be some lighter-hearted stuff but uh, those two men were very influential on me in the outdoors so i want to talk about them a little bit and what it means to me to be a father. You know, that it's a it's a pretty incredible feeling. So we're going to jump into the intro, and as soon as we get back, we are going to get into today's episode, the Father's Day special. The Chase Podcast is a Zone 3 production. Coming to you from the Haggard Backwood Studios. The brother station of Triple TV on YouTube. For hunting, fishing, and the occasional outdoor product review, check out Triple TV and hit that subscribe button. The Chase Podcast is sponsored by G2 Apparel Company and Car Doctor 2. Supported by Judd's Taxidermy. Now let's get into the chase. All right, guys, the Father's Day special, an episode that I've been thinking about for quite a while now. It's going to be a good one. I can't wait to bring it to you guys. It's going to be a really good one. Um, We'll talk about my dad, uh, my grandpa, and what it means to me to be a father myself. And we're also going to talk about what I got for Father's Day. So that's really exciting, what I got for Father's Day. And how I kind of came about the Father's Day gift. Uh, I actually did not get it on Father's Day. I actually got it uh, the week of Father's Day. But um, kind of a little bit of a funny story on how I got that. Anyway, we're going to get into the Father's Day special. Uh, Just kind of give you guys a little bit of a background here. I was blessed to have a really good father. I got a really good mother, but um, my dad passed away 10 years ago. That was a a very rough time for me in my life. It, um, I mean, I, I can't even sit here and begin to think on how rough of a time that was on me and what how bad it broke my heart, you know, because, I mean, it's your dad, you know, that's your that's your Superman. He, he's, he's supposed to live for 100 years, you know, when, and whenever he passed away, especially as young as he was and as young as I was, you know, that, uh, that, that tore me up pretty good. You know, I, I'm, I'm blessed. I still have my mom, but uh, my dad, he's been gone since uh, February 12th, 2012. And so... Uh, here in just a few months, it'll mark 11 years since uh, since I've heard his voice. 
<coughs> and like I said, there's there's not a day that that goes by that I don't see something or or think of something that instantly reminds me of him. He his biggest thing in life, you know, was uh, and my brother-in-law told me this, my sister's husband. He said my biggest thing for my son because me and dad we we had a relationship but it wasn't a great relationship. I always thought he was too hard on me. Little did I know he was teaching me. He was preparing me for life. And I sit here and I hope that I'm doing him proud. That's a thing that's always on my mind. I I hope I'm doing him proud. I'm hoping that I'm doing the name justice, you know. Uh, and I tell my kids this all the time, you know, the, the most important thing that you own besides a Bible is your last name. That is the most important thing that you own. So I I hope that I'm doing the name proud, the family name proud, because it's something that I, I really work toward and I really work to do is have a good name. And I, I just hope I'm doing him proud. Uh, a big regret that I have, um, which I, I'm a firm believer in time. I'm a firm believer in everything happens when it's time, when it's your time for it to happen. You know, I don't have a ton of listeners on this podcast and I don't have a, a ton of subscribers on YouTube and and stuff like that. But I I will tell you this, it it's all going to come in time. I started this at the right time. All of this, the the podcast, I started it whenever God wanted me to. I started the YouTube channel whenever God wanted me to. And I believe I started the YouTube channel you know, because if I would have started it any sooner, I probably wouldn't have taken to it very well. You know, let's say my channel was to blow up to a million subscribers and I'm getting hundreds of thousands of views every time I put a video out. That would probably go to my head, but I'm older now. I'm more mature. Uh, I want to work at it and continue to work at it. Uh, I got a, a beautiful wife that I'm crazy about, so I don't need to go on a ton of dates all the time or nothing like that. And probably the only reason why they'd want to anyways, because I was quote unquote YouTube famous and I was using air quotes there. So, um, so everything is happening in the right time. Um, my wife has seen me at my worst and now she's seeing me build. She's seeing me grow. So, uh, yeah, with all that being said, you know, the, after talking about time and stuff, uh, the, the, one of the regrets that I had was he never knew what it was like to have a grandchild of his own. And that, uh, that hits hard. You know, it, it really does. He has never met any of my kids, uh, biological kids, stepkids, he's never met any of those. Uh, I've been married to my wife that I have now. I've been married to her for uh, going on four years now. Matter of fact, here in a couple of weeks, it'll be four years that we've been married. And, um, I mean, obviously it was 
you know, around the the six year anniversary of his passing that that she and I got together. So that uh, that right there is probably my biggest regret with my dad is not being able to give him something that he really wanted, and that was grandchildren. I got married later in life, had kids later in life. Uh, I had my first daughter with my first marriage. I had her in 2013. I was married in 2012 to to my first wife, had her in 2013. And then uh, I was 20... I believe fixing to turn 27 whenever I had her and I was 33 whenever I had Emmeline which is my youngest daughter and my current wife's uh, mine and her child together so I mean everything just happened late for me and unfortunately dad wasn't here for any of it but you know it this time of year is always the roughest part for me um, with Father's Day coming up well Father's Day just happened yesterday and then my birthday coming up in a week and a half that's been tough you know for the past 10 years because I don't get that birthday text, I don't get that birthday call, I don't get that happy Father's Day, I don't get to call him and wish him a happy Father's Day. Uh, it's tough on his birthday, it's tough on the day that he died, it's tough on Christmas, it's tough on Thanksgiving. And the thing of it is, like with holidays like that, I really don't think about it until everything settles down once it starts getting later in the evening everybody's settling down and stuff that's that's whenever it's hitting me you know sitting there looking at my phone in a food coma sitting there looking at my phone and like dang you know dad's uh i I can't wish him a happy thanksgiving or merry christmas or nothing like that 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 bothers me you know it, it really does um i I'm not going to get too far into it, you know, on on what happened to him because quite frankly, none of us really know. He just uh just got a phone call saying that he wasn't breathing and all of a sudden get a phone call saying that he's gone. Uh, in not so many words. But he was very I I don't know. He and mom was going through a divorce and it um I was to the point where their fighting was so much, you know, and I, I was twenty five. I was like, You guys just need to stop. You either need to stop and go on with life or y'all just need to split up, you know. it's it's crazy, you know. he's going through a midlife crisis, which I hope my midlife crisis is nothing like his was. And I'm not faulting him because he's human. Uh, uh, my midlife crisis I better just be on the water all the time or out in the woods or something you know but uh, I, I do miss him he is uh, he's very missed um, I miss his text I miss his phone calls I miss his voice you know most of all he um, he was my dad you know and and that that 
it bothers me. It, I'm not going to sit here and say that it doesn't, because it does. But um, anyway, that was the the uh, heavy-hearted stuff. We're going to take our first break and have the Car Doctor 2 ad play. Then we're going to get into the lighter mood stuff. As an outdoorsman, I rely on my truck for many things. I rely on it to get me back and forth to work, to the woods to hunt, and to the water to fish. So when I have a problem, I'll take it to the only guy that I trust to fix it. That's Corey with Car Doctor 2. Corey also works on diesel engines and has a tire and body shop. He will get you fixed up and right back on the road. He also sells mechanical broadheads and lighted knocks that he will ship anywhere within the continental U.S. That's Car Doctor 2. Look him up on Facebook. Alright, so my dad and my grandpa, uh, obviously my dad and then my grandpa, my mom's dad, were, were and are two extremely influential individuals that I had in my life. Dad, he taught me how to fish and may not have fished for bass or trout or nothing like that but uh, he's the one that got me started fishing he started me uh, with catfish I remember at a very young age probably three years old crazy that I remember 33 years ago he uh, <clears throat> that that's what I started on was catfish you know he would take me to creeks and, and small rivers and then bigger rivers and stuff like that he was um he was very influential whenever it came to fishing and teaching me how to fish, teaching me how to bait a hook, teaching me how you don't grab that fish right there. You know, he's got horns, you know, and and showing me where the horns are. And, and you know, whenever a, crap, uh, whenever a catfish is sitting there grunting at you, you know, he's sitting there saying, well, he's talking to you, you know. I, I remember all that. And it's crazy that I remember all that. Like I said, it was 33 years ago, but I remember all that because that was highlights of my childhood uh, between that stuff and you know he he wasn't a big time hunter he was uh, and he didn't whenever I got older he pretty much stopped fishing but you know like I said I would do anything to, to take him fishing again or go fishing with him that um that bothers me also you know uh, wishing that I would have spent more time with him I remember one time several years ago I was in my 20s early 20s I believe I was 21 not knowing just a few short later uh, years later I'd be losing him but I remember he was up in Nebraska that's where his side of the family's from he's got a few of them that lives here in Arkansas but the rest of them live up in Nebraska. And he comes in there, and it's the first day of turkey season. My sister went with him to Nebraska, and uh, something happened, and she wanted to come home like it was a, a big deal. So he brought her home. He slept for a couple hours. I woke up real early that next morning, obviously, to go turkey hunting. And he kind of woke up really quick. You know, I think he was laying on the couch. He was just getting a couple hours of sleep. And he said, do you want to go back with me? And I said, 
I said, no, Dad. I said, it's the first day of turkey season. I said, I'm, I'm turkey hunting this weekend. Didn't kill no turkeys. I don't even think I heard a turkey gobble. I think I went out to the woods and found a tree, sat there for a little bit, and fell asleep. But looking back on it, I probably should have went with him. You know, he was only up there for a couple more days, you know. I, I could have, you know, used a couple of days and, and went up there with him, you know, and instead of instead of uh, going turkey hunting. There's a lot of things that he asked me to do, and and I didn't do it. You know, I, he wanted me to go with him or wanted me to do this or wanted me to do that. And I'd tell him no, you know, and, and I regret all that, 100%, you know. It really doesn't hit you whenever your dad is here. Whenever you're young, you think that your dad's going to live for forever. And then he doesn't. And then you get hit with, I should have done this differently. The day that, the, the night that he passed away, I'll never forget it because it's like after he passed away, I literally stayed up all night obviously just beside myself and I got to thinking about the little things I got to thinking about the little things that he did for me I got to thinking about all the times that he asked me to go with him and I didn't I got to thinking about he how he was the only him and mom was really the only two ever there for me at my lowest points in life and it tore me up you know and, and here we are 10 years later a decade later here we are and I'm, I'm still thinking about it I guess it's because I'm talking about it and the more that I talk about it the more something else pops up you know like uh, well there was this something <laughs> something as simple as being 10 years old and waking up you know mom was at work and he woke me up for school and um, fixed me a bowl of oatmeal to, to eat for breakfast and how he made it was just different you know and it was uh, some of the best oatmeal I ever ate and I remember looking up and uh, he's sitting there packing my lunch for me. It wasn't much, but he uh, he packed my lunch for me. You know, it was like a bologna sandwich and I don't even think it had any mayonnaise on it. And it was, uh, it was a yogurt and I think some chips and a, and a drink you know thinking about it then it didn't seem like a big deal but but now it is because if you're young and you listen to this thing and you still have your dad you don't understand the little things you know I know it's going to hit me hard one day whenever my mom goes and, and meets our Lord, but um, and I'll sit here and 
do a podcast for for Mother's Day and talk about my mom and all the little things that she did for me. It's hard when you lose somebody, you know, especially a parent. I've been very blessed with uh, with two great parents, and <clears throat> you know, I just I just sit here and think, you know, I wish I'd invited Dad to go fishing or or went with him somewhere or something like that. I, I said we was going to get done with the heavy hard stuff, but you know, just things are are just popping up in my head all over the place right now. I this is one episode that I wish I'd have wrote out. But um Dad, he wasn't ever real big into hunting. He had went, he had gone, he had taken me. He you know, was always supporting that habit, you know. You know, hey Dad, you know, I wanna go over here and go deer hunting. He's Well, all right, you know, I'll wake up and take you, but I wanna sit in the truck and go to sleep, you know, and that's just um I remember this guy, he took a real liking to me. I think I was 16 years old, probably, and he took a real liking to me, 15 maybe. And he had 160 acres just a little ways from where we lived. And he told me, he says, you come out there and deer hunt anytime you want to. And I was like, sweet, you know, I got some private land to hunt on. And uh, we went out there. Dad, he he parked the truck right underneath this block, box blind. It was a hand-built box blind. He parked the truck right underneath it. And we climbed up there. I said, Dad, I think you got to move your truck. He says, oh, it's fine. No, it's really not. you got to move your truck. He says, no, we'll be all right. Well, he sat there for about a half hour. Of course, it was a cool morning, you know, and... Dad, he wouldn't be. He's dad wore his coveralls until July, and uh, I said, "Dad, you, you you know, you gotta move your truck." He said, it, "It'll be all right." Well, he sat there for about a half hour, and he says, "I want to go sit in the truck for a minute." He said, "I'm getting cold." He walked here. He went back down there, and I'm still sitting there. He goes in the truck, and I just happen to look down there, and I see him. <laughs> I seen him lean the seat back. That sucker went in there and fell asleep, you know. And I think I hunted there for a couple hours and then we left. But you know, just just the small things like that, you know. He he was always doing stuff like that for me. It's pretty pretty cool. Um, but he uh, he taught me how to how to shoot skeet. You know, he he used to shoot skeet competitively. He taught me how to shoot skeet. He took me dove hunting, took me pheasant hunting and quail hunting whenever we lived in Nebraska for a couple of years. He took me up there and taught me how to do that. Um, and we'd go all the time as a family. Me, dad, mom, my sister, my cousins, my aunt and uncles. You know, we'd all go up there uh, to grandpa's farm, my great-grandpa's farm up there in Nebraska. And boy, we'd just shoot skeet until our, our arms was black and blue you know and uh did a lot of bird hunting and and stuff and he just really wasn't that big into deer hunting you know and and I don't know why uh 
honestly don't know if he's ever if he ever even killed a deer you know I, I really don't remember if he ever did or not but um there was one time michael michael he uh we was we was it was thanksgiving and uh <clears throat> my grandpa you know he hadn't seen us in a while and and mom called him and said why don't you why don't you come up and and spend thanksgiving with us and he said yeah you know i could do that so he he came up and spent thanksgiving with us and we went hunting well we was bird hunting and stuff he ended up killing a couple rabbits that was in the cornfields and man that that day right there that that was a that was a fun day it really was and uh anyway we went to a guy's place that we knew dad knew very well and we were going to go do some bird hunting over there or squirrel or rabbit or whatever we were going to go hunt over there well for some reason me and grandpa stayed back and i don't remember why but we stayed back and dad and my uncle michael my uncle sean and my cousins Brett and Jeremy they kept walking down that road of course I'd hear gunshots every once in a while you know they shooting at stuff me and grandpa was sitting in the woods for some reason and then I hear them coming back and they're talking and carrying on and stuff and oh you should have seen this bucket we seen just a big buck you know and and it was muzzleloader season or muzzleloader season was fixing to start and uh you know my uncle mike had a had a little perch set up in a tree that's where he was going to sit that's where he's going to kill that big giant and then uh, a few days later he killed it and then he was telling daddy go go hunt up there there's there a lot of deer that comes through there go hunt up there so we went up there and sat down up in this big old oak tree and it was getting later in the evening hadn't seen no deer yet and all of a sudden i just remember looking over it's kind of a clear spot then it went into some woods not like a food plot or nothing but just kind of like uh like maybe looked like a undercut you know and i look over and me and dad look over at the same time i said dad there's some deer right there and he said yeah he said i'm gonna shoot one of those does so he's sitting there and he he's getting his gun ready i said dad you better let me shoot that deer he said, you're not shooting that deer. I said, Dad, you better let me shoot that deer. You're going to miss. He said, I'm not going to miss that deer. I said, Dad, you better let me shoot that deer. And all of a sudden, kaboom! And they took off. And I said, he said, did I get it? I said, I don't know. So he climbs down, walks over there. Was it standing about right in here? And I said, yeah, about right in there. He said, I don't see no blood. And I said, I, I told you he's going to miss that deer. <laughs> he uh that that was just our relationship you know he i was always ragging on him about something you know i I never i was never serious about anything i was always getting on his nerves about something but in the in the long run you know from from watching him be my dad and until uh until i became a father you know i i, I learned quite a bit from him and i'm very thankful of what I learned from him you know I, I, I really am I really truly am we're going to take another break right here and then get back 
uh, talk about my grandpa right after this from Judd's Taxidermy. Now let's talk about a guy that's all about quality over quantity. That's Judd's Taxidermy. He does fish, shoulder mounts, European mounts, full body mounts, and he'll even make you a bearskin rug. He's not only a supporter of the Chase Podcast and Triple TV, he's also a good friend that I trust to make my mounts look so good that I'll want to shoot him or catch him again. That's Judd's Taxidermy. Check him out on Facebook. Now let's get into the old man from the mountains, my old grandpa. Hey, uh, well, I tell you what. I probably have learned more life lessons from that man than anybody in the world. He has, he had always instilled it in me how you need to keep a good credit. He always instilled in me how you need to save. He instilled in me how you need to work hard for what you want and even if you even if you want it make yourself second guess yourself do I really need it grandpa really had that uh, really had that power you know he 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 taught me so much you know and he he really he he really shaped me into uh, into I into who I am today. As far as I'll walk up to something and I'll I'll want it and be like, uh, do I really need it? I got the money for it, but do I really need it? Kind of kind of thing. I may want it, but do I really need it? You know, he uh, he's a he's a good grandpa. And he always has been. He taught me how to shoot a gun. He taught me how to skin a deer. He taught me how to skin a squirrel. He taught me so much about hunting. He wasn't ever really a fisherman. But I think he goes every once in a while now. But he was never really a big-time fisherman. You know, he could care less about fishing. But he, he... and I think I, I know that's where I get my love for hunting is from him. He, uh, shoot, he's almost 80 years old now, and, and he still wants to get out there and hunt. I mean, you've got to give that, that man credit. I mean, he'll walk way back in them woods, and, and he'll sit, and and he'll, he usually comes out, you know, with something. You know, he he don't hardly ever come out empty handed. He's he's actually a pretty impressive old man. You know, he he still loves to ride horses and, and stuff, but uh he I've spent a lot of time with him, especially as a kid. I I spent a ton of time with him. And every time I was at his house, you know, he'd have his deer horns hanging up there around his house and I said, Grandpa, tell me a story about that deer out there and Tell me a story about that deer. <clears throat> and even if he has told me that story 300 times, I wanted to hear it 301 times, 302 times. I, I just wanted to keep hearing those stories. Because he, uh, <laughs> I mean, he, he was my hero. 
you know, he, he really was. He he really just, you know, he, he, he taught me a lot. Uh, he wasn't ever real big on turkey hunting, but uh, he did take me turkey hunting. He didn't know how to turkey call, so, you know, that was kind of a, kind of a thing that was up to me. But everything else that, that came to, to hunting and shooting, he, he taught me. He, you know, and, and I may have given him some lip, you know, whenever I was younger. But, you know, truth be told, he, uh, <laughs> if I ever need to ask him a question about a gun or, or about hunting or something like that he's he's always the one that I call every time and he may not know nothing about bow hunting but you know if it comes to it like a shot on a deer you know I'd call him grandpa you know here's here's what I got you know I, I don't know if I got him or not well you know just start walking in circles he said sound like that deer will be dead somewhere you know just start walking in circles or no, that that deer's still alive. That deer's still alive. So, uh, and the stories that he tells me still to this day, you know, and like I said, shoot, I'm third. I'll be 36 here next week, and uh, about a week and a half, and and he'll he'll go deer hunting or during season or something like that. Boy, you should have seen the buck I seen today, Travis, or or uh down there feeding his horses boy you should have seen all those deer i seen down there today travis you know always something you know with with grandpa and and uh and i enjoy listening to his stories he uh he bought a van not too long ago and he calls me up and he says uh he says i got me a van and I said, yeah. I said, I heard that. And I said, Mom was telling me about that. And he said, uh, he said, you and me, we're going hog hunting. I said, hog hunting? And he said, yeah. He said, we're going to go sleep in the back of that van. Okay. <laughs> he said, you need to find us a, a place to go hunt out there at West Texas. I said, West Texas? I said, shoot, Grandpa, there ain't no wild hogs out there in West Texas. That's javelinas. I said, they're like little miniature hogs like little potbelly up pigs you know and i said you want to get in some hog hunting you gotta to go to south texas or east texas i said not west texas well wherever wherever we gotta go he says he said I, I want uh i want us to go before i die so i guess we'll have to find us a place to go do some hog hunting before he dies <laughs> that'd be uh that'd be pretty cool i think you know just kind of getting out and going to hunt in a different state you know with grandpa and, and go do a pig hunt with him and stuff like that I, I think uh i think that would be fun but if we could just wait for just a couple more years and i could start building more vacation time really my vacation time is is used for deer hunting and turkey hunting and football games and family vacations so i'm hoping that uh maybe he'll last another four or five years I hope it lasts another ten years but um, one of these days I, I will take him you know I'll even pay for it you know I'll take him on a hog hunt out of state that's what he wants to do he wants to go hunting out of state but 
you know, like I said, I I could sit there and listen to that man's stories for for days on end, you know, and and uh, I always told him, I said, Grandpa, I want to get me some deer stories and and have me some bucks hanging on my wall and be able to tell my stories about them to my kids and my grandkids. And he said, You just give it time. He says, He says you'll start uh, you'll start getting those stories. So. Uh, yeah, that's uh, that's basically uh, what happened. I gave it time, and and now I got a wall full of European mounts. I got a couple of shoulder mounts. One's done. One's getting done, and still got time left. You know, and I got some pretty good stories that that I can tell. And whenever it gets closer to deer season, I'll probably start telling some of those stories because they're they're good stories. You know, and and I learned my storytelling from the old man from the mountains. You know, he uh, he's done a lot, you know, in his life. And it's actually pretty incredible to think about how much he's done in life. You know, and, and from where he was to where, you know, he went to, to you know, listen to him now. Um shoot he would tell me about working for 25 cents a week or 50 cents a week you know a, a, a dime an hour like gosh dang you know he said would you ever work for a dime an hour no i will not <laughs> you know he would tell me about these jobs that he would do for 10 cents an hour uh he used to own a, a little gas station right there pretty close to to where he lives uh he's just he's done a lot you know and and i'm i'm pretty pretty proud to call him my grandpa he uh i mean we've we've done a lot together i was his first grandkid you know i'm his oldest grandkid and i've always been right there with him you know right there behind him always since i could remember i was uh i was grandpa's boy you know and he and i have have always been close and and I'm real thankful that I still have him and the stuff that he's taught me and and where I'm you know this is the stuff that I've learned from him I'm very thankful to have had him in my life also he's he's been real important to me I mean like I said I, me and him shared the same love and the same passion for hunting you know and and uh I share that passion for fishing that my dad used to have. And you know, honestly, I've I've really had the best of both worlds. You know, grandpa taught me how to to deer hunt, to squirrel hunt, to rabbit hunt and stuff like that. Uh he bought me my first gun. Uh, matter of fact, my deer rifle is one of his old deer hunting rifles that I, I got off of him. You know, I bought it off of him. I, uh, I've killed several deer with it. That was the first deer rifle I shot, you know, whenever I was growing up. And, and I said, I want that gun. He said, one of these days you'll, you'll have it. And sure enough, I, I got it. That, the gun's very, very important to me. Out of all the guns that I have sitting in my gun cabinet, that's the most important gun that I have is, is that one. And, um, 
you know he uh he would tell me stories on whenever he was younger you know he could take a 22 with open sights and hit the end of a the, the red end of a matchstick you know he's got some pretty impressive stories you know and i i still love listening to him all right we're going to get into our last break here the g2 apparel break and whenever we come back i'm going to talk about what it means to me to be a father and what i got for father's day we'll be right back right after this newest outdoor apparel line to hit the market happens to be the apparel line that I own, and that's G2 Apparel Company. With two launches a year, I can promise to have something for any man, woman, or child. Look me up on Facebook at G2 Apparel Co. and place your order today. $20 for shirts, $25 for hats. That's G2 Apparel Co. on Facebook. Alright you guys, we are back for the last segment here. So being a father to me, I mean, like I said, I I grew up with two of the best men I think I could have ever learned from, you know, being my dad, my grandpa. And I do have two older stepsons that, you know, I try to teach, but I also don't try to cross any lines because they do have a dad in their life. So I I try not to cross no lines there and yeah, they they got a good dad, you know, and so I I just <clears throat> I don't even get too close to that line, you know. I just tell them what I think, what I suggest. But you want you know a different opinion? You got a dad you can go to, you know. But I I do try to tell them that if they you know ever needed somebody to confide in, if they're not comfortable going to their dad or to my wife, to uh, for sure you know uh talk to me about it you know so and if if it's not nothing like real big you know I'll, yeah i'll keep it between us but if it is something big you know then i need and i tell them that even though it ain't that big of a deal or even though you know that they can trust me not to tell them i'm not going to but they need to you know the kind of deal now, uh, I do have uh, a younger stepson and a, and a stepdaughter that um, I do look at as my own because they don't have a dad. He's still alive, but he has nothing to do with those two kids. So they look to me as their dad. Uh, matter of fact, my stepdaughter thinks I am her dad because uh, she... Uh, she was taken out of that situation that horrible situation at a very very young age and the only men that she's known in her life has been my father-in-law and and uh and me so she does look at me as her dad i coach her t-ball team and and i'm there at, at all her stuff and and uh one day i'll walk her down the aisle you know I, i'm i'm her daddy you know uh of course you guys know about Rhett. i've mentioned him several times um, I'm harder on him because he is a boy. He's fixing to turn 10, and I want him to do right. I want him to protect the women, you know, the women in his life, and just women in general, you know, to, to protect them. We are, we are here to protect our women. 
So I try to instill that in him, and then I try to pass along the knowledge that I have learned from my dad. I try to pass on the knowledge that I have learned from my grandpa, you know, and try to really push him in a right direction. You know, the other two, like I said, they have a dad, so he he leads them in a direction. If they ever need a, a little bump to go one way or another, you know, I'll you know, if they're trying to get off that line or whatever, because they're, they're young, you know, one's 15, fixing to turn 15, one's, uh, he'll be turning 14 in January, you know, and if they start getting off that line, you know, like, hey, you know, get back over here, you know, this is where you need to be, so that's, uh, that's what I do, you know, and then I have, uh, two biological daughters, and those two girls, uh, <laughs> they're, uh, they're they're that they they're they're little girls you know and i'm very protective over them um kenley my oldest daughter she um she's had it kind of tough you know uh, she goes to one house her mom's house one week and then she'll come here one week and obviously her mom and i have two different sets of rules two different ways of raising her and it makes it a little bit more difficult and that's why it says say that she has it just a little bit rough because of that you know um i just want her to grow up to be a good woman you know and and have goals in life like i want for the rest of them you know i, I want all of them to have set goals what do you want to do in life well this is you know you got to do this to make it. I want them to be able to look at me one day as as somebody to look up to. Like, well, he came from nothing and and he worked a full time job. Then he came home and filmed and edited all of his videos together. He came home and and or, or stayed up till past midnight doing podcasts. You know, trying to make extra money for us. You know, and and that's that's what I'm trying to teach them. You know about hard work. Uh, having a dream and following it and and not so much doing whatever means necessary to achieve that goal but work hard at achieving that goal and then you know continue to work for it once you get it uh, nothing's ever easy in life you know and, and that's another thing that I want to instill in them uh, Emmeline I'm really not worried about her she's uh, she's she's a very independent tomboyish type of girl she don't like getting dressed up <coughs> excuse me she don't like getting dressed up she'd rather she's the kind of girl that'd rather wear shorts and boots and a hat than having pigtails and wear a dress and flip-flops so she's a she's she's a neat little girl i just love her to death i, I love all of them to death but uh, Emmeline, she's she's a very unique little girl, but um, I, I have learned, I've learned a lot from both Grandpa and and Dad, and and I I know I'm not near the dad that my dad was, uh, and I just hope that I'm doing him proud. I hope I'm doing Grandpa proud, and I hope that I'm doing my kids proud that that's 
that's what it means to be a father, you know, is, is making everybody proud. Now, let's get into what I got for Father's Day. Guys, I, I tell you what, um, back before Thanksgiving, I was just kind of joking around with my mother and father-in-law, or my father-in-law was joking with me, like, you need to smoke a turkey, you know, and, and I had been talking about this for a couple of years, and he said, well, smoke it. What? Smoke it. And I knew nothing about smoking a turkey. So he told me what to do, and I got up at 6 o'clock in the morning, uh, Thanksgiving morning, and went over there and smoked a turkey. Uh, so <laughs> that, uh, yeah, that's that's how that went down. And uh, then I just fell in love with smoking turkeys and, and smoking meats. And um, I needed a new grill, so my wife and my mother went in halves together and uh, got me a gift that I wasn't supposed to get until yesterday but I ended up getting it last week came home and seen it sitting there on the porch looked at it it was a big old box and I looked at it and I said well gosh dang that's a that's a grill with a smoke box on it just like my father-in-law's so he got a new one, uh, so that was pretty cool that he got a new one. And uh, we we give each other hard time, you know, about it. Like, well, boy, I tell you what, I can't wait to smoke it, smoke it. And he said, well, you got to do this, you know, and and stuff. Uh, I also want to mention, I, I have a great father-in-law before I end this episode. I, uh, I got a great father-in-law. He's He's been really good to me from day one. You know, and I couldn't have asked for a better better father-in-law. He gives me a hard time, but he only does that to the people that he likes. You know, and I'm I'm very thankful to have him as my father-in-law and as a mentor. I mean, he mentors me also. You know, and uh, I'm I'm very thankful to to be a part of the of the family. You know, but because um, we do throw jabs at each other all the time. You know, and it it's uh, it's fun. It's it's all in fun. You know, is what it is. But he uh, and I'll I'll do everything for him. Anything that he or my mother-in-law need, you know, I'll I'll do it for him. Same with my grandpa. You know, if he ever needed me for anything, I'd be there. But um, I feel like I've said that a hundred times today. He, uh, but yeah, I, I got a, a a grill with a smoke box on it, and I cannot wait to do the things that I'm wanting to do with it you know I'm, I'm wanting to smoke I want to I want to try to smoke squirrel I want to smoke some backstrap I want to smoke some you know ham uh, deer ham um, deer roast you know there, there's I'm wanting to as far as I know I'd be the first one to ever do this and that is to make deer boudin and the uh, smoke trout and uh, just whatever you know and if, if it can be smoked I want to smoke it if it can be grilled I want to I want to grill it so getting that gift is is pretty dadgum amazing if you ask me you know and and I just <clears throat> I got to use it uh, Friday night and those were some phenomenal steaks I think the old Paul-in-law would be very proud of my steaks that I cooked the other night um uh, but yeah, he uh, or I'm sorry, <laughs> it guys, it's late. Um, 
that uh, that's a good gift. And just like I was telling my wife last night, that's a gift that keeps on giving. You know, it's, uh, make some good meals off of that joker, and that's what I plan on doing. Not only that, I'm also been thinking about filming uh, while I'm smoking and grilling. You know, just kind of adding that to a to a folder by itself. You know, and, and how to do it and stuff like that. I, I think that would be a pretty good little deal. You know, how do you how do you cook swirling dumplings? How do you smoke uh, this type of meat? How do you smoke that type of meat? So I think that'll be some good episodes right there. So I'm going to be filming cooking episodes too. But it's only going to be wild meat. That's all it's going to be is wild meat. Everything I cook and and film and put on my channel is going to be wild meat. Like I said. This channel is hunting and fishing now. My YouTube channel is. Speaking of my YouTube channel, y'all go over there and subscribe to Triple TV. I'm up to 116 subscribers. And that is awesome. I cannot be more grateful to have all those subscribers. And I'm back to uploading every week. Last week, last Thursday, I uploaded the Trout Fishing with an Ultralight. Um, today... While this podcast is being played, I am out fishing and doing the uh, doing some more parts of my farm pond series. <clears throat> so uh, the farm pond series part one comes out on Thursday at 6 p.m. Central, um, and I've been making previews of my videos. And putting them on TikTok. So y'all go over there. I don't even know what my TikTok name is. Give me a second here. Where's my phone? That way I can give my TikTok a plug. I don't even know where my phone is. I thought it was right here. Give me a second here. There it is. I got a black phone and a black phone case. Therefore, it is hard for me to see stuff. Guys, remember last week I like doing my podcast with the lights off <clears throat> and a desk light on. Uh, see my TikTok. I hope I, yeah, I got the sound turned up on it. My TikTok is triple underscore t nineteen eighty six. If you guys want to go over there and uh, follow me over there on that, uh, be posting. I'll be posting not regularly but fairly regularly and uh, be posting every every Thursday around noon probably I'll be posting um, the previews of the episode coming up that night so I got a lot of work to do getting the next three episodes up but because we are going on vacation here really soon uh next well on my birthday the day of my birthday whenever y'all's watching part two of the farm pond series i'll be on my way to vacation so i gotta share all that at six o'clock before i could even go to the cabin because i don't think we got good service down there but uh yeah you y'all go over there and hit the subscribe button over there on triple tv on youtube don't forget to subscribe to whatever you're listening on on the chase podcast y'all hit the subscribe button on spotify or whatever leave me a review 
leave me a good review, bad review, whatever. Hope it's a good review because these things, just like my YouTube, you know, they're going to take time and I will get better. Uh, don't forget to go over there to uh, Facebook and check out G2 Apparel Co., my apparel company. I got, uh, I'll be launching every first day of fall and every first day of spring. I'm working on the fall launch as we speak and getting a couple of designs ready for that uh see instagram y'all go follow me on instagram at triple underscore tv 86 y'all follow me over there and, and whenever i post a picture leave a comment or go through my pictures and leave a comment say hey you know i i'm following you on instagram now and if i haven't followed you i will follow you i do follow everybody that follows me pretty much i got 1,179 followers, but I don't know how many of them are bots. I mean, I know several of them are, but I don't know exactly how many. Anyway, I'm following 2,000. I might clean my Instagram up a little bit this weekend. This weekend, I don't know why I stuttered, but uh, yeah, I'm thinking about cleaning that up a little bit. And it, people that don't hardly ever post or never post probably take them out. Anyway, guys, I think that's going to do it for tonight's episode or today's episode. Don't forget every Monday at 6 a.m. on Spotify or whatever podcast platform that this does get distributed on. I will be here, um, and Thursday at 6 p.m. is Triple TV over on YouTube. Much love to you guys. God bless. I hope you guys had an amazing Father's Day. Just remember, if your dad is still alive. Talk to him, even if it's hard. Talk to him. I, I highly recommend that because one day he will be gone. Much love to you guys. God bless. I'll talk to you all in the next one.